I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ah, yes, it is the food show. And if you are a regular listener, you know that uh, Tom and Barry are on vacation. We've put them on a train to the West Coast, and they'll be helping out with the wildfires. And in their stead, we have an awful lot of great people on the show all week this week. And today is no exception. Today, the big chair is uh, seated with Molly Kimball of Eat Fit NOLA and her guest, T. Martin, uh, who is the commander of Commander's Palace and a few other great restaurants right here in uh, the Crescent City. So, Molly, take it over. All right, so welcome everybody. And no, you are not tuning into the wrong station. You are hearing the food show with Tom Fitzmorris. This is clearly not Tom. This is Molly Kimball, and I am a registered dietitian here in New Orleans with Oshner Fitness Center with Eat Fit. And it's the craziest thing that has happened, but Tom of the food show has asked me to guest host for the show today. So I would have never thought. That would have happened. I think it's a really cool thing, and I'm honored to be sitting on this side of the table. I've done a lot of interviews um, with Tom, being interviewed by him over the years, which that alone was surprising enough that Tom is bringing a nutritionist onto the food show. And so to be sitting on this side of the table is very exciting, and it is a very big honor. On our show today, um, we've got a lot of things we'll be talking still about food, and we've got, um, we'll be talking food, we'll be talking nutrition, eat fit, we're talking our local restaurants, um, and I have a super special guest here in the studio with me today, and that is T. Martin. Um, you may know her as co-proprietor of Commander's Palace, and really over the years, she's been a driving force behind our Eat Fit program here in New Orleans, our Eat Fit cookbook, which we'll be talking more about all of these in detail, sharing with you just just what Eat Fit is, what the cookbook's all about. And then also we now have Eat Fit in our brand new airport um, here in New Orleans, and T has played an integral role in this. So um, she has been a driving force with these, but also so much more in the food culture of New Orleans that she and I will cover throughout the next hour that she's here. And T, this is, this is in your blood, and food and immersing with organizations like Eat Fit or just immersing with um, like-minded groups throughout the city, this has been ingrained in you. It's in your blood because you've really you learned from your best friend, your mentor, your business partner, who also happened to be your mom. <laughs> True. And you work with Auctioner. And I always had a deal with auctioner that we get them sick and then they fix them. So you know, this is a little bit of a different take for us now. <laughs> right? We have new, we have goals now. We're trying to get people not even to get sick yeah. in there. But yeah, yeah, I didn't really mean that. But I have <laughs> jokes about that. We yeah, have several CEOs of auctioner. But you're like, so there through the years there has been, you know, well we can kind of start I guess a part of the inception of Eat Fit. Um, 
you had what you called the heart attack pack. <laughs> so so you weren't really joking. You would get I'm not. I mean, my mother and uh, several of my aunts and uncles at the same time all had heart attacks or required heart surgery. And, you know, that bit of a wake-up call, as it would be for anybody. So they started, you know, trying to eat a little healthier. And we had long worked with Auctioner. And uh, slowly over some time, I mean, this went way back to when Emeril was the chef. You know, we were trying to, you know, really figure out how we could do some different things with the sauces and take the roux out of the gumbo and still keep all the intense flavor and all that good stuff. And it built up into a thing where we started doing something called Heart Healthy, you know, by Auctioner. And, And locals who go out to eat so much, particularly at lunch, wanted those options. And we wanted to have them there, but it really took a long time for it to take off. It was not, it was just sort of there. And, you know, everybody, it was a redheaded stepchild on the menu until you came along. So that's when everything really changed for us. And it's been extraordinary to see what you've done. And so we've just been happy to um, applaud in the background as you went off and made all this happen. And T's modest on that because truly when I say you were a big driving force behind that, Good and Hardy had existed with Commanders and as T said it was lower fat, lower sodium, but still not the stringent, you know, no white carbs, lower sugar, all these things that we have with Eat Fit. So back in 2013 when we were, I was looking at, hey, what if we started working with restaurants to incorporate this? T was a natural fit for me to reach out to and say, hey, you know, would you guys with Commander's Palace be interested in doing this? And when you have some, when you have people that believe in what you're doing, no matter how great your idea is, if you don't feel like you've got someone who's believing in it, it's hard for you to have that own, to get that inside of you to to want to press forward and go with it. So, having that not only support by saying, okay, well, if commanders can do it, other restaurants do it, but having someone who just whatever you got, someone who believes in you, makes it that much easier well, to somebody's do. Somebody's got to make the chefs do it, <laughs> right? <laughs> so they would look at me with cross eyes cross the eyes and you know talk bad about me when I walked away and I knew that but look where we've ended up so it was worth it but really it it it's a little bit harder to get out of your set patterns of you know how you're cooking it's not hard for us now thanks to you but uh, a lot not all of them embraced it you know but years ago a bunch of them did certainly Tori and our beloved Carl and, you know, way back even Jamie, uh, you know, the, everybody's like, no, you're right. We really need to do this. And so, but you were the tough one. And, and she really checks things. I want you to know. It was really aggravating. I got to tell you, you know, I'd get these emails. Well, Molly said that you can't have that. You can't have this one. Oh, good God. How are we going to make this taste good? Anyway, but that was the challenge. And that made us try harder. And we're just thrilled that we did. And I think that um, the chefs will say it's easy to make food taste good when you have butter, salt, and sugar. Those are easy that Fat. you can, and yeah, and you can just <laughs> you add those those in, and it's you know the challenge is okay. That skill comes in when you try to dial back on those and still incorporate the flavor. Um, so we'll we'll talk more about Eat Fit. We've got the cookbook too that we want to talk about, but I want to ask just just about. There's things that I think people aren't aware of about you and commanders and the family. She's giving me the stink eye because she's like, I, this, I don't want to talk about this. But tell us about the um, the documentary that came out. And oh. yes, so I mentioned a minute ago that this that the, the the spirit that she has and the um, the love that she shows to our community and the love that she shows to her restaurants, to the community, and just the support is 
is ingrained in you because again your mom your best friend your mentor but she was she was your business partner but she was also who you bounced ideas off of y'all would talk shop with like your mother daughter talk and so you learned obviously so much from her yeah and if people aren't familiar tell us about the documentary so my mom's name was Ella Brennan and um, I've wanted to do this book and she wanted nothing to do with it and I really wanted to do it for the young people in our family and our company who didn't know her as well because everybody in the company knew her when she was you know thriving and doing well and so I hated you know that we were starting to lose that and so I wanted to do it and she was highly uncooperative um, but then she started to kind of go along and in the midst of this um, came this wonderful lady who and a friend who said you need to do a documentary I said she'll never go along with that but it got done, and Leslie Iwerks made um, uh, Miss Ella Commanding the Table, and it was on Netflix for two years. You can now get it on Apple TV, and, you know, it, it really, it's a documentary about mom's life, but it's really about the history of modern American cuisine, and but from a New Orleans and from mom's perspective, and the way she made it, because I said to Leslie, how the hell are you going to make a movie about an old lady sitting in a chair, you know? Really, this is a challenge. But she did because she had old footage and new footage and, you know, lots of good stuff. And she, it's like it's like a I call it like a movie movie. You know, it, it, it feels like you're watching a film of, you know, with with characters and there's a lot of characters. So she just that's been great to have that happen. And for that to have happened in mom's lifetime was just Lanyap, and she couldn't believe it the night it opened at the Sanger. And it was it's just been special. Very yeah. special. And I, I love that you were able to capture that and that she was able to see it because you're right while she's thriving everyone everyone knows who she is they know their they know her impact but you want that to continue for the next generations plural yeah. to see and for the city you know yes. and even I'll tell you something funny and she would admit this to you my mother okay was you would probably technically say obese okay she was a heavy gal um she had a, literally a fat phobia she did not like people to be fat. She would say, don't do what I did. It's a mistake. Don't do it. And so she would just harp on you. I mean, I came home from college, you know, with 20 pounds heavier, you know, whatever. She griped on me for years until I had kept that weight off for like 20 years. I'm like, Ma, I kept the weight off for like 20 years. Enough already. Can you leave me alone? You know, I think I got it now. Anyway, but she... But she had her own struggles personally. She did. And she really didn't want that to happen to anybody else. So she believed in this, what you're doing. And she knew about it. And she knew about, you know, Carl, who got so into it and, and, and loved it. Carl Schubert, we're talking about our sadly late friend and chef. Um, so she was all for it. She really was. And when we could do these things, and she'd say, you know, you can get flavor in New Orleans food. Because we always say, we you know, we, we season food with food. You know, so... You may not like tasso or things like that, but you know they're seasoning hams and they give great flavor without a lot of other ingredients. And you don't have to use that much of it. Exactly. And that's I think one of the things when we were working with the chefs, we we're educating on that that we're eat fit doesn't mean none of a lot of these things. There's things that we can use that accent that flavor and really enhance it, but you don't need a lot. Right. Yeah. I didn't realize that about your mom. It's that's true. And you think of you know maybe our most famous dish to me it's turtle soup. You know. It's really about veal stock, you know. So you're talking about flavor. I can taste it in a heartbeat when I somebody decides to do it with beef stock. That never happened in New Orleans, but in some of our other restaurants, I'll walk in and go, 
you wh- where's the SOB that got cute and decided he was going to save two dollars? Anyway, but that intense flavor that you get from certain things like you know real veal stock, and so um, those are the things that you're talking about. A little can go a really long way. And she had that belief in it. She didn't cook herself, correct? Oh God, no. Did she ever cook at home? Well, there's a couple of horrifying examples where I was a very spoiled child and I had pneumonia and being raised in, I was a little restaurant brat, and so I was sick and I was finally getting better. And she's like, what do you want? Well, of course I said Eggs Benedict because <laughs> I was a little restaurant brat. So she tried to make Eggs Benedict and it was a bust. You know what I mean? It's a little harder to do those things at home. So I love to tease her about that. And but she's she, like, no, I see them. They whip it up. It's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she really could have if she wanted, but it was not. You know, she'd rather go in the restaurant and talk about food and and, and tell you how to cook it. (laughs) And how about you? Do you cook? I love to cook. And I just um, redid my kitchen a couple years ago, and it gives me much better opportunity to do that. And I just love it. Uh, Still don't have enough opportunity to do it, but... But I do love it. I cook some in our household. If there's cooking done, it's often Brad, mm-hmm. um, my husband. But he he says that eat fit. He's that cute, and he cooks too. <laughs> he cooks. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'll do. I, I do cast iron cooking. Yeah. If I'm, you know, because you can anything on a cast iron skillet, it just gets that nice sear on it. Right. So I love, you know, fish seared in a cast iron skillet. I'll throw even vegetables in that same skillet mm-hmm. with it, and it's just. It's an easy, basically yeah. one-pot dish, but yeah. all done on the cast iron. So I'll do that, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing elaborate sauces, you know, any of this. His latest thing that he's been doing is homemade pasta. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh, you know. So good. And it's, you know, from a, a nutritional standpoint, but it is one of those, like, it's so worth it. Right. It's so delicious. Have you seen some of these sheet pan recipes? So everything's cooked on one sheet pan and, you know, depending on, a, you know, a yes. high broil or whatever. I mean, that's great and yeah. easy and yeah, there's a lot of ways to just make it super easy. I'm all about just the stovetop, though, and yeah. it's that same. It's the same cast iron skillet. Yeah. I actually think I found it in someone's yard. I was jogging one morning. I come home with this rusty cast iron skillet, wow. and I was like, "What is that?" I'm like, "No, this is a good. I don't know who's getting rid of this. Yeah. This is a great thing." Because most people inherit them, you know? right? Yeah. Right, and this is, so it's it's the perfect size. So um, now, now your mom passed in 2018. She was your person you bounced ideas off of. Who's your person or people now that you do that innovation brainstorming with? That if you're talking about planning next steps or the the you know what's going to be on the horizon, who are your people that you're, you're you know, sharing? It's the same group. We're just missing her, you know. But um, I, I talked to my aunt Dottie a ton, who is my mom's you know best friend and sister, and they live together, and she's right next door, and she's great at certain things, you know, and she's very particular about certain dishes and you know the decor and certain ideas you know she's really good at that you know and then you know god knows my cousin lally you know and and tori for sure i mean we've worked together for so long and um you know just our whole gang at commanders you know uh, steve and don and the, the whole shooting match it's it's blood relatives and it's inherited adopted relatives yeah, yeah. just the whole yeah you know we call it the commander's family and yeah it's just a it group is. of people i mean you know a lot of the sous chefs who've been there forever like you know jay wells and you know you know, these people are very, very uh, creative and wonderful, and, and, and we kind of get our groove on with that. And our, our uh, chef de cuisine of the last few years, Chris Lynch, is amazingly creative. And Meg. Oh, absolutely. She's fantastic, yeah. And and it's people who, they pour their passion, they pour their energy into it, and they give their all to it. And I think all of that just creates this really cool synergy that there's no limit to it. Yeah, it's it's constant. You know, we're constantly mining you know, what Creole cuisine is, and it's fun to see Creole cuisine really evolving again, 
you know, in the last bunch of years. So. You're with the Food Show, 105.3 FM HD2, where we talk food with you. And now, more with Molly Kimball and T. Martin on the Food Show, 105.3 FM HD2, where we do talk food. The um, providing that education for the community, like the documentary um, about your mom, Tell us about the symposium you did. Was it last year, last fall? Everything happened in 2018. Everything. Um, I guess like 35 years or so ago, my family had done something called the American Cuisine Symposium, and it was for what was supposedly the 100th anniversary of Commanders. It wasn't, and I don't know how they pulled that off, but whatever. They invited everybody. It wasn't the 100 yeah. years? You know, I'm like, Mom, it wasn't even close, you know? She's like, ah, nobody even asked. You know, Nobody's counting. <laughs> you know, they don't the, question it. They don't question her. <laughs> so anyway, and I just, we all remember it so fondly. And, you know, the top people from the industry came and uh, and it, it, food people and restaurateurs and chefs. And, 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 and the food world wasn't like it is now. Nobody was talking about or doing the things that we all take for granted now. So... Um, invited him to town, and that conference was one of the things that really spread what we call farm-to-table cooking now, which, of course, had kind of always been going on in New Orleans, but there was certainly a lot of frozen and, you know, yuck going on, too. So um, when the 100th anniversary, excuse me, the 125th anniversary of Commanders, the real 125th anniversary of Commanders coming up, you know, Lally and Tori and all of us, we said, well, well, let's do that again. So we invited everybody, but we added, we called it the American Cuisine and Hospitality Symposium because we're very, very focused on that as well. And it, it was the same thing again. It was just amazing. We had this event at the Sanger and everybody locally, regionally, nationally. I mean, some of the very top names in the United States of America, from Danny Meyer to Will Goddard, Jeremiah Tower to Barbara Lynch to you know, uh, reporters that came from the New York Times. It was just, it was extraordinary. I mean, I, we were all pinching ourselves that night, and we had a little cocktail party across the street in the cemetery, and we hung chandeliers from the trees. Anyway, don't ever ask them. That'll cost you a few pennies. But anyway, so it, it was just a, a wonderful event, and it was all the same thing, trying to get everybody talking about, um, you know, food and hospitality and New Orleans leading in the United States. And that's what you've always been you're you're not content to just have incredible places for people to go enjoy you want to also inspire others to do this you're you're leading that way you're paving that way and and with the goal of inspiring others to do this well it's a, we've done it as a city let's keep doing it as right. a city you know right. we're all buddies we compete in the happiest kind of a way you know what i mean uh, when you do something great i'm happy for you but it makes me want to do something greater you know we all up our game yeah, yeah. so it's good stuff i mean um you know, and anyway, yeah, that's what we're, we're all in it together. And then Noki, still staying in that education. Tell us about Noki for those who may not. I don't. I don't know how many people haven't heard yet. I feel like <laughs> most people probably have, but if you have, if they haven't, I don't know. We're still so new. Um, we'll be a year old in January. So New Orleans Culinary and Hospitality Institute, and we do pronounce it Noki, kind of like a food word, you know. Um, and it's a culinary school, and so my cousins uh, in cousin's husband, Lauren Brennan's husband, George Brower and I, and my cousin Dickie Brennan, and so many people in this community, 
everybody that I can think of helped us along the way. It's just been extraordinary, you know, from Bill Goldring to Donald Lincoln, everybody you can think of. We got together, and so we now have this 93,000-square-foot building um, right off of whatever we call Lee Circle now, and um, and it's just a stunning building. We're so lucky. We had to raise so much money, but the governor and the convention center and Tulane, Tulane, who does this program on hospitality entrepreneurship there now, um, it, we have a bar program starting in January. We partnered with Diageo, where people can come literally for free and learn to be a bartender. So this is taking people who may not be as functioning members of society as we would like, and they'll be earning a darn good living after you know, literally a couple weeks starter course. So there's so much going on there. It's exciting, but we're just starting. So it's a six month culinary school um, and or baking and pastry school, and it's very intense. We also have culinary enthusiast programs. And we'll have even beverage enthusiast programs coming up. So, and that's for the community. Yeah. And there's a cafe that you can come in and just eat. But then you can go to noki.org, not .com, .org. We're a nonprofit. And so, and there's more and more to come. We'll be teaching hospitality and, and you know, more intense beverage training. So it's pretty exciting. And, and it's just a gorgeous building. And you walk in, you, I just think of a young kid walking in there and going, oh. I'm a professional. I see, you know. So, and your idea with this was um, so many culinary schools are very lengthy in duration and very expensive. Yeah. And then you're coming out and you're starting at a job in a kitchen where you're not making much money by yeah. any scale, yet you have this giant debt. Right. So the goal with Noki was to it's quick. So we we do just the culinary part. So we're not doing any of the theory or classroom or whatnot. Now after we get accredited, which will probably happen in you know a year and a half or so down the road. Um, that you'll be able to take those credits and go on, to, you know, and continue in uh, college uh, if you like it. But we have people who come who've finished college. We have people who come who have finished their career, and they just want to learn to cook. So it's a six-month intense program, and there's lots of things you can do with it. But, yes, it's much shorter and much less expensive. It's about $14,750, and um, there is some scholarship money available. And it's small classes, and uh, it, you wouldn't believe the classrooms. You wouldn't believe the people who come and teach. It's just unbelievable. So truly creating all the all this opportunity throughout our city for people to thrive in the food culture wherever that is. Yeah. When are you going to come do some nutrition I stuff know, with us? I huh? know. I know. We've been talking huh? with Leah. Okay. Yeah. Good. So that yeah. would love that. So bringing that back. So that's you know, as our listeners hear that, this is this is what. And that's not even just what he does. That's what the, the surface of the things that I'm aware of. I know there's a thousand things below that that we don't even know. But those are the things that, you know, it's beyond just being co-proprietor of Commander's Palace. That's, that's I think, what people know. But then there's just there's all these layers behind that. And there's all this give back and all this passion and the support for the community. And so then taking that back to what we were talking about earlier with Eat Fit, when I come to tea and I say, hey, I have this idea for Eat Fit, you know, it's a nonprofit. We're going to work with restaurants. We'll work with chefs. We're going to incorporate nutritious options to put on the menu. She may have looked at me a little bit like, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but she was behind it. She said, let's do it. And then as we, you know, to have Commander's Palace be our first official Eat Fit partner, then that helps us to expand to more, to six to 12. And then, you know, I like to say that, you know, what if is my favorite word on this and tease all about that and supporting it. And again, I think whatever your thing is, um, whether it has anything to do with what we're talking about or whatever your idea or that like seed of something that's your passion 
if you have even just one person that's with you that is like, you know, encouraging you and talking you off the ledge at times or helping you kind of keep that focus, that's that's in- integral for all of us mm-hmm. to bring these things. So then we expanded and um, we also learned a lot as we were starting with a restaurant like Commander's Palace because we as dietitians, and at that time it was me as dietitian starting this and kind of figuring out what does this look like, you very quickly learn you have to be very respectful of the integrity of that menu. I can't come in and say, I think that this dish should be changed like this. That's not going to fly. We would not have any partners. We can't offend. And so we have to be very respectful and very um, honor what's on that menu, the chef's approach, work with the chef, educate very gently, and know that there's certain non-negotiables that the chef is not going not gonna, to um, budge on. And the things that are you know, that we can have some wiggle room or education. And sometimes it's as simple as there was one restaurant that had um, created a series of salads as the lighter fare. And when we pointed out to the owner of this restaurant that these salads were not only higher calorie than some of his pizzas, Mm -hmm. they were also higher sodium. He was horrified because he had actually created those dishes so that his elderly parents could go in there and have something healthy to eat. Mm -hmm. And then when we gave that education, it was like, wow, this isn't at all what I had intended with this. And so sometimes it's that gentle education. So it gave me like a very um, thorough like education and kind of experience on how to work with the chefs, how to communicate with chefs, so that we were putting together things for, for other restaurants that, we, that would be realistic. So then as we expanded it through New Orleans, um, we got traction and we got to 25, 50, 60 restaurants. And then we kind of started to dip our toe outside. And then just in a nutshell, um, some of our listeners may be familiar with this, others may not be, but we applied for a grant in 2017. And it was one of those like, why not? And we applied for this three-year grant through Blue Cross Blue Shield to basically ex- expand Eat Fit statewide. It's one of those things you you do it the best you can. You fill out this application with our philanthropy department at Oshner as best we can. Okay, let's go for it. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking you probably won't get it. Mm-hmm. And then when you get it, you're like, huh. Ruh-roh. <laughs> right. so, so to be continued. More with Molly and T coming up next. On 105.3 FM HD2. The Food Show continues with with T and Molly right now at 105.3 FM HD2. So then, yeah, uh-oh, what do we do with this? How, how do we figure this out? And there, recognizing that the restaurant culture in Shreveport could not be more different than the restaurant culture in New Orleans and how do we how do we do this and so that expansion you know with through the state and okay this is that that was our next step then we said okay man we've got these really cool recipes largely from New Orleans but now we've got these other restaurants through the state and T you had always been saying you should do a cookbook mm-hmm. and you had we had a bunch of ideas of what that cookbook could be <laughs> and so um it would have been cool. Like, there's a, there's so many things that you think of. I had somebody email me today, actually, and said, have you thought about doing a children's Eat Fit children's cookbook? Wow. I like that idea. Cool. 
And she said, um, it was You're not over the pain of this one yet, are you? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's too new. It's too soon. But it was one of our physicians who I actually haven't met. It was one of our physicians at Ashner who sent me an email, a very, very nice about the different, you know, uh, a very nice email. And then, have you thought about, and you know, a lot of times when you see, first see those words, have you thought about, you go, oh, here we go. And then she said, no rush, just planting the seed. And I thought, well, consider it planted because I like that idea a lot. But we had talked about cookbook and you've done several cookbooks. And so when I finally decided, let's do it, and that was involved, um, we had a long-term intern, Emily Eikhoff, who had worked with us as an undergraduate through college, um, volunteering as an intern for Eat Fit. And then during her master's, she said, you know, she had a um, her specific master's capstone project what could I do that would have a big impact? And I'm, what if we did this cookbook? And then she got approval. I got approval from Oshner to get the green light to, to pour ourselves into this. And then I thought, oh, no, <laughs> same thing. Like, what do I do? So my first call, I think, was to tea. <laughs> I just remember a long dinner with some wine. <laughs> anyway, I actually emailed my publisher in New York the other day and sent her your book. And I said, look at my go. And she said, I knew she'd make a go of it. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the, our first conversation about it was T telling me, okay, here's the step on the proposal. And then you got to get an agent, and here's what the agent does. And then you have the publisher, and here's I'm mean, like you are like, how to write a cookbook 101. Mm -hmm. And then every you know, and you were adamant every single recipe must be tested, like it cannot go in there. And that was integral because it's a 125 or so recipes from about 40 different restaurants. Again, most of them here in New Orleans, a lot from Commander's Palace, a lot from Chef Carl of DTB. Um, but when those chefs are taking that recipe that's scaled for the restaurant... Yeah, don't trust that. Believe me. Oh, and then to bring it to that service four to eight. Mm -mm. So we had we had volunteers and many volunteers who we didn't even know. We were basically like asking friends to grab their friends and we assigned recipes. All of those recipes went out to home testers and we got all of their feedback. I had them not only give their feedback in, in written, here's the or here's questions, but I had them take pictures of mm -hmm. the steps along the way awesome. so that we could see what it is because we didn't have the capacity to test all those recipes. Because you know there's nightmare stories, right? There's people that you and I both know who have done cookbooks that if you did what it said to do, just pouring everything into the pot, it would have overflowed. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a favorite one of mine, we were in a story in Southern Living Magazine, and it came out, and we're like, oh, isn't that lovely? And then they took it off the shelves, and they've never done that before. Well, one of the recipes in the magazine if you did what it said, your your oven would explode. <laughs> so, you know, right. you've got to take this stuff extremely seriously. It, it, and the chefs are thinking in restaurant terms. And the chefs use lingo that's related to restaurants. They're not And so we had things that the home cook would say, I don't even know what this means, or I've never heard of this ingredient. And it's things that have become maybe a little more familiar to us in the work we do with the chefs, not realizing that it's not so familiar to the home cook. So, all right, all right. I'm just going to interrupt you and make sure that anybody who happens to be listening knows that Molly Kimball here has created this whole Eat Fit program, and it's not very often in my life that I've seen somebody, through sheer force of their personality and their will, have caused this amazing thing to happen. I want you all to really sit and think about this for a second. New Orleans and Louisiana is leading the way on eat fit on you know more nutritious eating in restaurants and now there's a cookbook for the home cook this is unbelievable and it takes a spitfire personality to have made this happen and to have hooked all the chefs and 
restaurateurs in town into doing this. And this is going to help our state. I'm, I'm, I don't want to exaggerate, but say I can only imagine how much our state might save in metal, medical expenses by all of us trying to eat a little bit better. Now, we, you know, we're naughty and we're going to be bad, but our point is don't do it all the time. You know, it makes it more fun when you don't even don't do it all the time. So, but what Molly has done to, you know, get Ochsner and this whole city and this culture to be thinking this way. How many restaurants have this on the menu now? Through the state, it's uh, over 300. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And how many in New Orleans? Over 100. 100 restaurants in New Orleans, and the rest of y'all are missing out, so I'm just <laughs> telling you. This is unbelievable, you know? I mean, I'm looking at... I'll say 100 and counting. So yeah. one big call to action here is if you've got restaurants that you think, man, I don't see it on the menu, but I want to, tell that restaurant. Because right. when they start to hear it from, from the customers, then they come to us and say... I know you talked to me about Eat Fit before, and I said it wasn't a fit, but now I'm getting questions about it. Then they start to come to us. Or email us. It's eatfitnola at gmail.com. You can email us with your restaurant recommendations, but best is if it comes from I mean, the look customer. At this. I'm looking at the cookbook. Seafood chipino from Tommy's. I mean, um, my mouth's watering. Scampi-style shrimp and creamy cauliflower grits from Boulevard American Bistro. That's Nino Compton, right? That's her... Love that restaurant. Love, but I mean, this stuff is good. I, okay, this is truth. I'm not lying. Poor Molly. Um, I texted her on the way over here and I said, "Could you please bring me ten cookbooks?" I did not mean for her to carry it up the stairs, <laughs> but anyway, because I'm giving it away for Christmas, so, so I got, got a ten case right here. I'm probably going to get more, but I have ten already. Sweet potato snapper from Cafe Vermilionville. How good is that? In Lafayette, sound? yeah. So we've got Blue Dog Cafe, Cafe Vermilionville in Lafayette. Um, gorgeous food. And, you know, one of the coolest things, T, the photo you just flipped through was the salmon of Chef Tori from... Why the um, hell are we serving salmon? But whatever. <laughs> but it's beautiful. <laughs> it is. But when I see the home cooks who are sending me pictures that they're making, and it looks it somewhat looks like, like what yeah. Chef Tori is building up on the plate, right. and you're like, man, this is really cool to see these come to life yeah. in people's kitchens. So I got this one here, Krill. Creole chili mustard painted black drum from Sobu, my other little joint that I love. And I'm sitting here with my, I got this little restaurant uptown that Tori McPhail and Daryl Reginelli and I did. And we have Eat Fit there, even though we're kind of known for our fried chicken sandwich. You know, I don't know what's up with those other fried chicken sandwiches. But anyway, we're really known for ours. However, comma, the Eat Fit dish, the char-grilled naked chicken sandwich. So get this, you know, grilled all-natural chicken, tasso, smoked Creole tomato pesto, blue cheese, whiskey barbecued onions, the greens, and you have to leave off the sesame bun if you're going to do it the Eat Fit version. But I mean, it's so satisfying. It's one of my, I ate it this past weekend, one of my favorite things on the menu. And then there's a shrimp um, dish, and we just we do it on the lettuce instead of on the bun. And it's anyway, it's uh, walking the person picnic. through so that they don't have to be that person special ordering, because someone's going right. to walk in there and say, "Man, I'd like to have something a little healthier." But we're going here with all of our friends. We're holding your hand and showing you how to do it so you don't have to make all these special requests. You just point, and it's already specified that way for you. Exactly. Exactly. That's a good one. Char-grilled naked chicken. (laughs) Naked. (laughs) (laughs) The cookbook, I'm bad about this, and actually I had the notes. Um, Jayla, our Eat Fit nutritionist, was like, okay, make sure you mention the the website. Please. Eatfitcookbook.com. Eatfit cookbook.com. It's That's the easiest thing. drinking, but I don't drink <laughs> like I do. So eatfitcookbook.com, you can see it, and then you can order it there, we, but we also have a list of all of our retailers. Um, so stores like Barnes & Noble, Octavia Books, Home Alone, Garden, Garden District. District Books, um, all these local retailers, um, many of them have it. Robert Fresh Market has it, and then our Oshner Fitness Center, Oshner Gift Shops have it. 
you just y'all shrimp mosca from moscas is on here i'm sorry just had to point that out t's seen the cookbook but she didn't have a good old flip through at our cookbook launch party not so crawfish boiled quiche from that restaurant they call uh the commodore's palace yeah did you see mm-hmm. megan her little photo spread cute there super is. cute so meg is um executive sous chef with commander's palace and we have a little uh, six photo spread shoot of her and she could not be less of a person to want six photos of her in one page <laughs> but it turned out great but yeah so the the cookbook has been a, a really cool thing that has been gigantically um supported right, by Molly, i'm gonna take a little exception here um you've got some kale in here and i'm just gonna say i had to make some predictions at an event the other day and one of my predictions was that we're all just going to get together and admit that kale's just not that great anyway I do have kale in there. And we have kale. Well, I'll say this. The kale in that cauliflower risotto. Okay. Maybe mm, that would be good. It has so much of the risotto. You have to do so much to it to make it good. That's my objection. I agree. If I just have steamed kale, I'm not very happy. Right. I like kale chips in the oven. Okay. And I like it in some of these other dishes that have a creaminess like our risotto. The cauliflower risotto by Dakota on the North Shore is... Yeah, that looks good. It's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, just... Wow. Yes. Go have some of this stuff. Yes. So, um, yes, eatfitcookbook.com. Thank you, Jayla, for giving me the reminder of these. And then our other call to action is um, if you get the cookbook, you make dishes from it, email them to us, post them, share them on social, tag eatfitnola. Um, It's been a neat thing because people we have basically, so we went into the restaurants. And when I say we, Emily, the Eat Fit ambassador I mentioned. So we worked with restaurants. We we interviewed the chefs. We got the story. So we knew, okay, what are we going to include in the intro about the dish? The chefs at most of the places plated these dishes up for us. And so then we went in, photographed them. So what's neat is when the home cook is making this, they snap a picture of their version in front of the cookbook version. Because the cookbook version is what the chefs plated up, and then we're seeing kind of their, their scale. Shrimp and Merle Tan stuffed peppers. Okay, that sounds, that's so New Orleans by it's Chef Carl. so Shuter. New Orleans. And that stuffing that goes into this shrimp that's and marlotan. How did he do that? And you can do that, not everything. stuffed into the red peppers, as a nice holiday stuffing. Oh, a little tiny, not not even a lot of brown rice. I mean, you've got everything else going on in there, though, the celery and the onion. Exactly. We did a stuffing that was basically halvesies with brown rice and cauliflower rice. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So a lot of, to that point, um, actually in our next hour, um, between four and five, we're going to be talking about Eat Fit ingredient swaps. So, and we're actually going to open the lines at four thirty for people to call in and, okay, hey, here's your favorite recipe. How do I make it over? What are some ingredient swaps? And we'll have Chef Baker in here with Yield Collagen, nice. who um, is very creative and and innovative in layering his textures and flavors. And so, between he and I, I think we'll be able to answer your questions nutritionally on how to make some of these ingredient swaps. Um, so let us know your favorites. And then again, letting restaurants know that you want them to be a partner. Because again, Commander's Palace, Picnic Provisions and Whiskey, Sobu, these are three very different restaurants. Um, any restaurant can do it. There's very few spaces that we can't find something that can be eat fit. Hmm. Um, Bricadas. What the hell are you going to do there? Bricadas? Yeah. All right. So I love them. Love um, them. We mentioned the airport. So there's bricadas in the airport. Indeed. We worked. The, I'll tell you what we have that's eat fit there. Which we want to, I want to talk about the airport for a minute too before we're out of time with you, T. We um, the eat fit option at Bricados is a croissant. Oh, 
<laughs> it's not ice cream. But you can be damn sure it's a good croissant. It's a good. So it is um, La Louisiane here locally. Uh, they work with us to do an Eat Fit croissant. Also bagels, um, ciabatta breads, all this. And so the croissant is really delicious. Huh. And that is the one item that Brocados in the new airport has in there that's, that's awesome. going to be Eat Fit approved. Awesome. So yeah. the airport, let's talk a tiny bit about that. Well, just long story short, she's asking me because I've been on the board for, oh, God knows, I think like 13 years. Anyway, the aviation <clears throat> board. The aviation board. So, and, of course, they're like, all right, T, you're in charge of food. I'm like, oh, great. Anyway, but years ago, I mean, the airport is open. You all all know that, and I can't wait for you to go see it. And, yes, there's been a few bumps in the road, but, boy, that team is working on it hard, and I think we're going to be just fine. But um, go a little early because nobody knows where they're going right now. So. Anyway, so years ago, Molly's like, T, I got to get eat fit at the airport. I'm like, oh, good God. Anyway, this is the, the old airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just pounded on everybody out there until they did it. And she started working with Young Egg and Chase. And I'm looking in the cookbook right now, Leah Chase's recipe. She's got here the um, Redfish Orleans. Let's digress for just a split second back to Leah Chase. Yes. In here, if, if any of you guys listening who get the cookbook, I'm just going to put this teaser out there that I, I spent about an hour with. Um, Leah Chase talking with her and kind of pulling through what I was going to put together for her. We have chef features, one on Chef Tori, one on Chef Carl, one on Leah Chase, um, others as well. But kind of putting together what's the essence of, you know, something that's kind of makes them special. And so she and I sat down for an hour. I'd had the recorder going. We were just talking. And what came of it is her two inspirations, Tupac Shakur and General Patton. And so <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that. I'm but I thought... Out. What am I going to do with this? So, and then she had all types of other, of course, beautiful things. The way that she always is so inclusive and cohesive and loving, and but still feisty. So I had pulled some of those things as the quotes I was going to put. And Brad said, "Molly, that's boring. That's not what you're talking about when you come back from what your interview with Leah Chase was. You got to talk about Tupac Shakur and General Patton." So as you see the book, you'll see why she credits these with being two of her inspirations. Amazing. So back to the airport. She was on the aviation board. And when she says like she pounded to say, we've got to do Eat Fit at the airport, I finally started getting the airport calling me and saying, almost like, where have you been? Like, we're ready to do Eat Fit. You know, and I was like, all right. Well, you know what would be, be interesting, I think, for people now? So what are some examples of what they can go eat out there now? I mean, the restaurants, I, yeah, mean, I think a, many of the restaurants have things. I, um, oh, my gosh. Well, that. We know them all. But. So at our, at our old airport, T was persistent, and they finally said, yeah. And it really, I say finally, it wasn't even really that long. It was just T saying, this has to happen. Like, we've got to offer some of these things. So the existing, at the first original airport, we had Eat Fit in, in a few places. As the new airport was being planned, T stayed on that and said, this isn't just for the old one. Like, we've got to have this moving forward. And so I'm just, I have the list in front of me. I'll run through. Each of these has at least something eat fit. It may just be that croissant. We talked about it, Angelo Bricado, but Bricado's, City Green, Cure, Bar Sazerac, Emeralds, Fultz Market, Great, um, Great American Bagel Company even does, Leah's Kitchen, Midway Pizza, Mondo, Mofo, PJ's Coffee, and Yield Collagen. How cool. So each of these have, just coming out, coming right off the start, they have at least something. And with each of these also, some of them, 
we're, we're happy with like, man, there's a really nice presence. There's a few on these that we had something just to get it going. Yeah. But there's more that we'll be adding to the restaurants. You can even go to the bar out there, Cure, and get curried chicken lettuce wraps. How cool is that? Isn't that great? Yeah. If I want to waste some of my calories, Molly, on a drink, I'll do it. And then I'll have the curried chicken lettuce wraps, you know? And then you can go over to um, even Duke's Burger Place has a, you know, a good um, grilled chicken salad. That's you know, then uh, Leah's Kitchen, the blackened shrimp. You can go over to Mondo, Susan Spicer's place, and get grilled fish tacos with avocado and slaw. I mean, that's awesome. It's it's really nice. And then, and of course, you have City Greens, just period. Mm-hmm. It's just so, I was, I've been at the airport a lot. I was there again last night. And um, City Greens is packed, as was almost everywhere. Just so, awesome. yeah, there's, there's places that you can sit down and enjoy kind of restaurant style there's grab and go that are are labeled with eat fit there's drinks just because so y'all know how molly is she just handed me this list and so on this list are her non-eat fit (laughs) vendors obviously these are the people she wants me to go pound on some more (laughs) so poor chick-fil-a better look out and i think they have an item no here's the deal t okay all right what about those little chicken strips let's share our secrets here they have four items at chick-fil-a that are actually officially eat fit but because they're a national franchise they won't put the seal on there and we've asked for a point of sale signage we have so they have the food they just have some stupid issue about calling yeah. it that but you can go get the little chicken strips mm-hmm. there but we would have to like i don't even know how we would let the consumer at the airport know it know that because okay. they're not they're not but they um they do have four items that could fit eat fit we just because of the thing is, when it's a national franchise, you have yeah. to get the agreement right. from the top to support it. Right, Same with work on Starbucks. Lunch Factory and, and Shake Shack. But Molly, seriously, you have Dylan's Candy Bar on this list. Now, how the hell are we going to do that? Well, these are just the non-eat fit vendors. <laughs> no. This isn't necessarily an extensive wish list. Some of these, this is to put I it in better. perspective. Yeah, I know. I know you better than that. You want them all. Lucky dogs. I don't even know where we start. Although, you know, that dog has eat fit. That's amazing. So maybe Lucky Dog, there's what, hope. What do they have? Do there's four options. The crawfish um, one, maybe? It's, um, there's a vegetarian, and there there's four. Um, one or two are vegetarian, one or two are vegan. I believe one is chicken, but they're not in the regular white bun. They call them greenie weenies. That's too cute. <laughs> yeah, because they're in the, the um, lettuce wrap. Wow. So, yeah. we've it's just amazing what you've done. Well, thank you. So the airport, we're really excited about the, the presence of this. Um Again, growing more and more as far as this presence in the airport. And then coming in our next block, I mentioned Chef Baker. I asked him to be here because Yield Collagen is in the airport. They're also in the cookbook. And they do, you know, you don't think of them as a place that's forward thinking on nutrition, but they have their farm. They have their own garden. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Right I, across, I think of them that way very much. Yeah. I, but I think they're kind of one of those old school places that right. people think, oh, Yield Collagen. But they're they're changing their story as well, and so I think um, little by little, so many restaurants are um, are really. I think it's also very important for our listeners that nothing's being taken away. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.